and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, developed by Nintendo EPD, published by Nintendo. And the last Zelda game I was really into was Twilight Princess. If you all remember back in the day, Nintendo had this weird little console called the called the Wii, <laughs> W-I-I. And um, yeah, there was a Legend of Zelda game that came out on that, Twilight Princess. Link could turn into a wolf. That was pretty much all I needed to hear for me to want to play it, considering I have a wolf tattooed on my body. And I had a lot of fun with that. But then Skyward Sword came out and I really couldn't bring myself to play it for personal reasons. Um, I was going through something really rough around that time and I never got around to playing it. Fast forward a few years, the Nintendo Switch comes out, Breath of the Wild comes out and I knew about the hype and I knew it was excited, but I liked Zelda kind of old school. I was more of the super NES era Zelda player. So I wasn't a hundred percent going gangbusters for this. Um, my girlfriend, she started playing it and I kind of got to see it through her and then I decided to pick it up and I probably put 15 or 20 hours into it and that was kind of where I left it and I'll get to why that is, but that was kind of my experience with it and yeah, I just was not a hundred percent, um, sold on the idea and, and then once I actually started playing it, it kind of just confirmed that it really wasn't for me not to show too much of my hand at the end, but I don't know. That's, that's just on me. So what about you, man? What'd you think? Oh, I've always been a huge Zelda fan. I, I think I played every Zelda game actually, including some of the off the wall ones for like the game boys and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I've, I've just, I fell in love with Zelda with link to the past and it, it never faded. <laughs> I I loved the game so much. Um, even to this day, I'll find myself replaying that game over and over and over and over again. A link to the past. Yeah, yeah. I have it on my DS. That's the one yeah. I go back to the most. It, it was such a great game. And then, um, you know, in elementary school, Ocarina of Time um, came out, and oh my god, I played the crap out of that one. Wasn't a big fan of Majora's Mask, but it had its moments. It had its things, and it added a different level of difficulty, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. But with this one, yeah, I was I was super excited about it when the Switch was announced, and they're like, "This Zelda game is gonna be day one release." And I was <laughs> like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> um, I I do remember though, like it coming out and reading things like you would buy the switch and buy breath of the wild and you wouldn't actually be able to play the game unless if you got an SD card memory card, because the game was bigger than the onboard SD memory of the switch and shit like that. And I was just like, Holy fuck. <laughs> um, but I was super excited, excited. I pre-ordered the switch. I was one of the lucky few that got the switch that was, you know, day one release, which it seems like nowadays just, getting a console on day one is like pulling teeth from an alligator. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I was super excited about this game. It looked like a, a new and interesting take on the Zelda, Zelda sorry, <laughs> a new and interesting take on the Zelda universe. And um, I just, 
I was excited for the graphics. I was excited for the gameplay. I, I just, I couldn't wait to dive into this world. Yeah. Um, just like any other Zelda game, as, as soon as they're announced, I'm just like, oh dear God, I want it. I want it now. <laughs> because it just, I've, I have been in love with my boy Zelda to piss everybody off. <laughs> uh, I've been in love with the Zelda games ever ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. So this was no different. I was all over this as soon as it was announced. Yeah, it was nice because it was new. It was coming out. It was going to be set in an open world. That's a first. Yeah. You know, like that was kind of one of the big kind things. Of. Kind of. Because like Ocarina of Time was sort of an open world. And I say sort of by like once you got out of the Kurok Forest, you could start going into the other areas. You just they built blocks in it that you wouldn't really be able to progress through unless if you had certain items and to get those certain items, you had to go to certain areas first and everything like that. Yeah. But I consider that kind it's, of an open world for its time. It's like Castlevania sort of stuff. Like it's, or, or I guess I should say Metroidvania where yeah. it's, yeah, the whole, the whole entire map is available to see, but sometimes you get to an area that you can't get through. Yeah. You know, you need the, you need the fire sword to open the fire door. Well, now I got to go find the fire sword and then I can come, come back, back and, open, and the door. open the door. So, and it's similar yeah. in that respect. And, and that's what it was. This one was, I would say, yes, a, a true open yeah. world game where, it literally, like, from the get-go, you get very little information and basically set out and told, explore. Yeah. You can I explore. Mean, most notably, you can, once you do all the tutorial stuff and get out of the first area, you can literally go run, fight the last boss of, the last quote-unquote boss of the game, beat him, and finish the game 30 minutes into it. Yep. Or an hour into it, however long it takes you to do that. Yep. Right? Oh, or yeah. you can go and actually do other stuff and make that last fight a little bit more easy. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would say way easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that that's where I was kind of like, this is this is more of an open world game. There was no limits. You didn't have to go here first or here first or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and follow this natural progression path. They did guide you a little bit, but for the most part, it was go out, explore, do your thing. Um the the amiibo system that they added in and the amiibos that they sold with the game of course which are still some of the highest priced fucking amiibos to buy right now um added certain real cool perks like i i remember if you had the amiibo for link for super smash bros you could get a pona um yeah if you had the ocarina of time link for super smash bros you could get a pona and it was like the fastest horse in the game. And I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. And you always had her and silly little shit like that. But yeah, it was it massive world that's freely available to go and do anything, which I, I think added a challenge to some people. Um, me, especially in the beginning, because I was like, um, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> uh, just just trying to get that general direction in place. Now, I know you played the game for the first time quite a while after this came out. Mm -hmm. This game came out in 2017, so it's four years old now, roughly. Yeah, and I when played it. come out? Oh, almost four years old, March. I played it in October, November yep. of 2020. <laughs> yep. And like I said, I got about 15, 20 hours into it before I stopped. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, like, well, then let me take the privilege of starting off and kind of explaining a little bit of the storyline of the game. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. So it starts off, right? 10,000 years after this event right or or like it kind of is confusing so ten thousand years into the history right Mm -hmm. which if you're a huge zelda fan this game comes after all of the other zelda games it's literally the end of the timeline for for the zelda lineage Mm -hmm. like they came out with a book and told you this game takes place in this timeline this is actually a spinoff and a, a different um parallel universe of events and because like and i think it sparks off from ocarina of time right like if ocarina of time actually happened the way it, it was supposed to when you were a kid and ganon took over here's your main storyline but because you went back and beat it and then you returned to the timeline as a kid with ganon being defeated here's this majora's mask timeline yep type deal um and this this game takes place at the end of all of it but basically you you find out ten thousand years ago there was this prophecy foreseeing ganon and it was thwarted by these big mechanical beasts called the four divine beasts and the champions that piloted them and then the princess who had the blood of a goddess and her champion, the swordsman, basically defeated and locked Ganon away. Now, fast forward 9,900 years, mm-hmm. right? And basically Hyrule has become not as advanced. Like they, they've been, they kind of digressed more into a medieval society but through their unearthing of things, they start discovering this prophecy of the of Ganon basically coming back and they start seeing parts of that prophecy come true. Mm-hmm. So they excavate the four divine beasts, find pilots to or champions to pilot them. Um, and then they search for the swordsman and Princess Zelda. Um, which for those of you who don't know, Zelda is not the main character. <laughs> uh, Princess Zelda is supposedly has still possesses the blood of the goddess and is trying her damnedest to awaken her divine powers. And it doesn't work. Like Ganon, like they they there's these machines called guardians, which are these mechanical machines which are supposed to help defeat ganon well when ganon comes back one of the first things that he does is he takes over the divine beasts and he takes over all of the guardians and basically kills the king of hyrule um i think his name's rom and defeats the four champions and during the battle link gets pretty mortally wounded so Zelda carries him away to this place on the Great Plateau, which is like almost right in the middle of the map, and um, basically puts him into stasis to heal, mm-hmm. and then goes goes and locks away the Master Sword, and uses her powers, which now have awakened, 
to trap Ganon within Hyrule Castle. And a hundred years after that, Link wakes up with amnesia. He has no fucking clue what's going on, where he is, what what's happening, what this nice little piece of technology that he found it is, or any of that. And he walks out of the cave and sees this very elderly man sitting there who then basically guides him through some basic training and tutorial like like uh, Chris stated and then reveals himself to be the spirit of King Rom and basically tells you, you need to defeat Ganon. And that's it. <laughs> Go out into the world and do your thing. Yeah. Right? Like, um, and you can really approach this as, as much as you can. I remember it was like two weeks after the game came out. I saw my first video of a guy literally flying away from the plateau, right? Mm -hmm. Landing, running straight to the castle, dodging his way through it, butt-ass naked, like in <laughs> whatever garb you basically wake up in, which is just a pair of boxer briefs, basically, yeah. with a stick and a wooden shield on his back, which you end up picking up through the tutorial, and fighting Ganon. Mm -hmm. And and that was that was it. He, he fought him and beat him, and there is some, that's the game. Yeah, we don't talk about speedruns often in this podcast. No. Speedrunning of... Breath of the Wild is amazing to watch. Yeah. Like, it is fun, and it's quick. I mean, you're talking minutes. Yeah. Like, it is not a long endeavor to take. It is crazy fun to watch speedruns. Which, I, I gotta say, a part of me actually appreciates the fact that you can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's... It is a huge test of skill, in my mind, in this game, for the way that Ganon fights you and everything. And you have three hearts which he wipes out in one hit. <laughs> That's it. Restart your speed run. Yeah. Do it again. And which isn't bad because again, it's a, uh, okay, I wake up, I run through the tutorial real fast and I leave. And I actually don't even think you have to run through the tutorial. I think you can just jump straight off the plateau and just go at it. There's, um, but I, I, I know that for speed runs, which I'm not up to date on what an official speed run is and everything. Cause there are restraints and constrictions and stuff like that. Yeah, there are for some of these games, but I, I don't know what those restraints are. I don't know if part of the speed run, you have to do the tutorial and then go fight Ganon. I don't rem I mean, you could look it up, I guess, but I don't remember in the, the couple that I watched, I don't remember there ever being any sort of restrictions on it. Yeah. And usually those restrictions are things like, you know, beat beat Mario three without using the warp whistle. Like that's a speed run. Like, yeah, like yeah. classification. Because if you use the warp whistle, you can do it in like three minutes. Yeah, like or an ungodly quick time because you just warp right to the end of the game and boom. Yeah, like it's done. Yeah, there's. I, a, I know there's some restrictions. Yeah, um, but still, I mean, I have watched a few speed runs because. You know, they can be fun to watch people with this ability. I also highly recommend any sort of Dark Souls or Bloodborne speedrun and Subnautica speedruns. Those yeah. are all very entertaining to watch, not just because the they get through the game quickly, but because of the technical prowess that's like required to do it. You know, like just just like just just 
take an afternoon once and just see if there's a speed run of your favorite game and take oh, a look at it. Most likely is. Yeah. There there speed runs of everything. Like I I personally I I enjoy watching speed runs of Link to the Past. Yeah. Because those are ones where you have to you have to get all three medallions. You have to get the master sword. You have to get all seven crystals and then you can fight Ganon. Like you, you in order to progress further in the game you have to have these things to unlock the next event the game itself puts those restrictions in place mm. this game doesn't do that there is no restrictions no. you you want to go straight from the beginning of the game straight to the final boss you can do that mm. there's nothing stopping you other than your own skill yeah right but if you play the game normally <laughs> you basically like you go you go through and you find the four divine beasts you defeat the entity of ganon that has possessed them so you fight the divine beast to defeat the entity in there yes then you have the divine beast and then you just go get a new champion <clears throat> well the through your progression to find the divine beast and everything the champion kind of reveals themselves mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, because it's been a little bit since I played them, the champion is like an ancestor or is related to the champion from a hundred years ago. Yes, I did get to the Zora area and the Zora champion was the sister brother. of... Huh? The new Zora champion's the brother no, of... Wait, no, but I, what I was saying oh, oh. was when you get to the Zora area... The Zora champion who was in the Divine Beast, you meet her brother. Yes. And once you clear out the new Divine Beast, then he becomes the new champion. Yes. Yeah. And like uh, the Goron, it's like his nephew or something from further on down the line. Mm -hmm. and it, yeah. And the the new princess of the Gerudo, because the, the only new race, and I don't like, maybe I'm wrong in this. I don't remember them is the Rito. Them is the bird ones. Those are the bird ones. Yeah. I don't remember them in any other Zelda game. Do you? No. But then again, right. I, I played Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Twilight Princess. I didn't mess with anything on the handhelds. I did not mess with the ones on the GameCube. I didn't play Wind Waker or Ocarina of Time. They're in Wind Waker. Okay. They're in Wind Waker. That was... Okay. Like, I thought they were familiar, but uh, I just... I couldn't remember from where, mm. which I'm probably going to get beat up for because Wind Waker is one of, like, the Zelda games yeah. of all time, right? Everybody, like, I talk to seems to fucking love the butt crack out of Wind Waker. Wasn't there a Zelda game with a train? Yes. Spirit Tracks? Yes. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. And all right, <laughs> I wasn't that big of a fan of Wind Waker either. Yeah, which I know I'm gonna get beat up for because again, <laughs> like everybody who's played Wind Waker is like, Wind Waker is my favorite. I'm like, why? <laughs> you were on a boat. I'm on a boat. I don't know. That's <laughs> why I liked Assassin's Creed Four because I was on a boat. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, yeah. So like, you go to each one of these areas. 
where you have the Goron, the Zora, the Rito, and the Gerudo. Or basically like four of the five main races because then you have the Hylian, which are like the human outside of the Gerudo, which is just all females. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you like you clear off all the divine beasts and that helps with your final fight with Ganon, mm-hmm. right? But while you do that, with each little divine beast side quest that you're going through, and I call them side quests because they don't like it is a part of the overarching main quest, but you could do one divine beast, you could do all four. It yeah. doesn't matter. But you uh regain some of your memories and i remember going through it and like (laughs) of course you have mifa which is the princess of the zora and she's got a fat fucking crush on you (laughs) like (laughs) she very much reminded me of and i i think it's the same name i'm not actually 100 sure but the zora from ocarina of time Okay, didn't play that one. Oh yeah, so she so in Ocarina of Time it follows much that same formula of as a child you go and get the three gems. Mm-hmm. With the three gems you unlock where the master sword is. You go and pull the master sword. Okay. In this one though, when you pull the master sword, the master sword acknowledges that you're not old enough to wield it. So it holds holds you in stasis. For like seven years or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you basically come back to the realm as an adult. Well, the three gems, one of them is the water gem from the Zora world. So you go there and you meet the princess of the Zora, who's the same age as you. And she tells you that it's the Zora wedding gem. And for the princess to give it to anybody, it means that's the person they're going to marry. <laughs> and she gives it to you. Well, and then in this one, they give you a special armor and it's it fits just right. And everybody's like, well, that's impossible. This armor should be go- should be going to the person that the princess was going to marry. What? what? <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like what? Like, what does this fishy chick and Link have in common? Like what? She loves him. Is he hung? I'm just going to ask that question right now. Is he stacked like a horse? Those boxer briefs definitely didn't show it. Like why is everyone so enamored with him? He doesn't even talk. Right? (laughs) Like he just, I don't understand. Like when you're the strong silent type, that look that he gives you from across the bar just like draws you in. But does every single female you meet in this world have to fall over their tongue for you? But they don't. Like, Zelda doesn't. Really? Yeah. Really? It's not until way later, after you've built up a relationship of looks with her. <laughs> I can't believe I made that statement. <laughs> but, like, and I, I'm bringing in a little extra, but even if you play through the memories, like, she doesn't, she doesn't care for you in the beginning. Zora, the Zora chick is, like, you walk into the palace and she's like, mm, lady boner. <laughs> uh, I'm not full raging lady boner. She just took one look at you and went, oh, I want you to fertilize my eggs. And then like you have Urubosa, 
which is the queen of the Gerudo, Mm -hmm. she basically doesn't acknowledge you at all. She only talks to Princess Zelda. She makes no comment about you. I'm talking other games. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, thank you. I don't know because there's a lot of them in the other games where yeah. like they're like, "Ooh, Link." Yeah, I don't get it. If you love me, don't say anything. <laughs> Stare at me blankly or confused. <laughs> I don't care how you look at me. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't understand it. So <clears throat> yeah, so but yeah, but then you like you go to the Rito, mm-hmm. and you um, Ravelli. Dude's a dick. Yeah. Dude's a full-blown dick. I hated that motherfucker. Like, and then, like, at the very end, he finally tosses you this, like, meh, okay, maybe you could be good. (laughs) Fucker, I have saved your ass time after time after time. And these are all just in the memories, right? But I'm like, you fucking deserve to die, bitch. (laughs) Um... Which is interesting, though, because as you go through it and you're unlocking these memories and there's like a whole quest chain to unlock like the 13 memories, mm-hmm. um, which unlocks the secret ending of the game. But yeah, but like as you unlock the memories, you get more of a picture of what happened 100 years ago, basically how because they call it the Great Calamity and he's Calamity Ganon. Mm-hmm. Um, like basically once he emerged he immediately takes over the guardians he immediately takes over the divine beasts kills off the four uh champions that pilot the divine beasts and you're fucked um despite everything you did to prepare um princess zelda is basically being harassed by her dad because her power hasn't revealed itself Mm -hmm. um which like i knew basically as soon as Calamity Ganon basically appears or right before he appears, that's when her powers present itself. Like it, it's that moment of, well, now you need them, but until you need them, I'm not here for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you go through those. And then if you unlock all four of those beasts and you go and fight Calamity Ganon, right? The four beasts shoot their like mega ray weapon at Calamity Ganon. And the, fight automatically starts off with ganon having half health yeah and then you have to fight him down to like a quarter health i think it is and then he breaks free of the hyrule castle right Mm -hmm. and you're out in the field on your horse with the bow of light zelda's bow of light shooting at him to defeat him and you defeat him and that's that that's basically it now if you've done it's the captured memories quest chain and there's 13 memories if you do all of that right you unlock the secret ending between link and zelda which is really heartwarming and nice and if you haven't played the game i'm not going to reveal it to you because it's it's actually like one of my favorite zelda endings Mm -hmm. and if you have, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I would love to hear your opinions on it. <laughs> um, but that's that's basically the storyline. Nothing lengthy, nothing detailed. No. Because 90% of the game comes in the fact of your exploration. Mm-hmm. So, you were just talking about my first problem with this game. The backstory, quote-unquote. 
why does everybody I meet have to tell me? It tells you in the opening intro movie. The old man tells you when you wake up. The Zora guy tells you when you show up to their kingdom. It's like every time you stop and talk to somebody, they're like, have you heard the great news about the calamity? Why do they have to keep beating me over the head with it? I don't know. I'll agree with you. It did get annoying because it was. I think it could have been a little bit of a changing in the coding, right? Mm -hmm. Not being an advanced game coder or anything like that. But um, just a, a little bit, a little bit here and there. I think they coded it as if I decided to go to the Rito instead of the Zora first. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting I'm getting more of the backstory from the Calamity. But instead of coding it going, OK, now I got this part of the story from the Rito or sectioning it out till so the Rito only tell me this part of the story. Mm hmm. They had basically every region tell you the whole story and you hear it all four times if you do all of them. Yeah. Instead of like parsing it out or going, hey, they already heard it here. They don't need like they're not going to need to hear it here. And that's from a game perspective, because if you think in the real world, right? Yeah. How do they know that you heard it from them or this person or the guy down the street? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, a part of me is like, they also don't know that you're a hundred, that you've been in stasis for a hundred years either. Right. And everybody fucking knows about this. So why are you asking me if I know about this? Like, there's no angle that I can put on it where I'm like, it makes sense for them to constantly talk about it with you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just can't. I don't know. I I can't piece that together. There's a couple of things like for a storytelling aspect where I think they could have done it better. The Rito tell you this part of the story. The Zora tell you this part of the story. The Goron tell you this part of the story. You know, the Gerudo tell you this part of the story. And then once you've done all four of them, Mm -hmm. you've got like 95% of the story, right? Yeah. And then you pick up little bits of the story here, there, or wherever, right? Those, those places that aren't parts of the main storyline, but you do visit quite often. Mm-hmm. Like the central part of Hyrule, you get like the beginning. It's one of the fir- it's like the first place you go to when you drop off the plateau. You're right fucking there. So give me the beginning. And then wherever I go to, I get this and I get this. And it may be out of order, but even then... I can put it in order or give me a journaling device to put it in order. Yeah. The easiest way to do it is yeah. Like you lay out the story in the cutscene, or like in the intro cutscene, or like you're saying, and you can even set it up to where you always get, regardless of where you go next, you will just always get the next part of the story. Like that's background coding where, you know, you talk to person a, they always give you the first person. And then the next key person you talk to gives you the second. And then it just keeps kind of going down that way. Yeah. And it doesn't matter which way the people line up to which part they get or anything like that. It, yeah, no. And that's why I said it could be a coding thing, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they basically, they pounded into your head left, right and center. So I understand your first issue with that. It's very repetitive, but, you know, little kids need repetitiveness. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, honestly, I think it was designed more for, you know, 
six, seven, eight-year-olds than <laughs> the 30-year-olds. And that's sad because I want a game that's equally designed for those seven-year-olds, but still enjoyable for me as a 30-year-old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, I get it. But you said that was number one. Yeah, so... How many complaints are on this list? Uh, let me check the notes. Uh, 27. Holy shit. No. <laughs> no. Next thing, the game is terrible at dis- at explaining things to you. Yes. I spent probably 30 minutes trying to figure out how to cook because it never explains how to cook. And it also never really explains how to cook multiple things at once. Why do you have to choose the one example that they really should have put something <laughs> in on? Because they don't explain a lot. Yeah. They don't. They don't explain where to go. They don't really explain combat all that well. They oh, don't... we'll get to combat. <laughs> um, they, they, they don't. And that's part of the world dynamic is mm. it's not supposed to be explained. If you woke up in a cave with amnesia, you as a person, like how would you, you, you would, you would have to learn. No, it'd be really easy because in the game you walk up to the old man who has woken you up and he's like, I like to sit here and cook stuff. I can teach you. (laughs) Okay. But they don't. No. So that was annoying for me. Just had a question. Did you ever cook fairies? My God, no. I did. (laughs) Oh my God. That sounds horrifying. Yeah there's a point where you, now i have to you, you you can capture fairies and you can cook them the first time i ever did that my wife was like oh my god the screaming and i was like yeah oh no not okay she's like that's evil that's like the purest form of evil and i was like i can't believe they let you do it <laughs> like it's pretty fucked up but yeah you can you can cook fairies. That's all right. I now need to go home and do that. <laughs> um, next, you brought up combat, so I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. Okay. I hate the fact that your bows, swords, and shields all have a durability that you can't replace. Like you can't fix them. I can use a Incorrect. sword. I can use a sword. Okay. All of them except for the master sword. Incorrect. Which one am I missing? All of them. Where do you... You throw it at one of those little octopus guys and they suck it up and they spit it back out brand new. Well, it would be nice if the game explained that. Yeah, it's one of the weird little things. But it's also super annoying because what sword... In in all fairness, right? Mm -hmm. I found so many of each type of weapon. What sword couldn't I replace? Then why do they have to have a durability at all if there's so many laying around? Because then why would you pick up more than one? Be That's just it. You use one. I don't need 13 weapon slots. I need one. And I will use the highest level thing that I have. I pick up another sword that is better attack. I'll switch to that one. And I will give you that, right? Like even the master sword has a durability on it. Mm-hmm. It just then has a cooldown. Yeah. It doesn't break like the rest of the swords. To me, that was super fucking annoying. Super annoying. Like... Really? This is the best sword in the game. Why? Why do I have a cooldown? Yeah. Now, hold on. I want to back that up a second. You said you said you can throw your weapon at them. Mm-hmm. Can you do it with your shield and your bows? Yes. Okay. So they will. Any, any, any equipment like that that okay. has a durability 
if you throw like you remember picking up rusted weapons yes if you throw rusted weapons at them they'll suck it up polish it up and it will be a brand new weapon again so do you have to kill them afterwards or they spit it out at you i think they spit it out at you i can't remember it's been a long time okay but I, i'm pretty sure they they like spit it out at you too okay and it like then you just pick it up off the ground okay fair enough but yeah no the weapon durability it was the first thing that i was like fuck this yeah <laughs> i was so mad about it because there were so many times where it's kind of hard to keep track of the durability and there's not really a clear way to tell how much durability you have left while you're in combat so you're fighting and then all of a sudden it's like you take a swing and ding there it went and you're like oh fuck all i have is a tree branch left mm. okay come on big lion horse thing <laughs> let's do this the what what do they call lion do you like leaning or whatever i don't know if you ever fought him yeah it's literally it's a half horse torso of like a big burly man uh-huh. with the head of a lion uh probably i'm maybe probably not i don't know there's not a whole lot of what this about this uh, game that stuck with me they're they're except well, for the things i hated they're one of the like the toughest then definitely things not. to fight um and yeah they like they they took they took some effort to fight them yeah and you wanted some pretty decent equipment when fighting them and when that equipment broke and all you were left with was a branch you basically had two options in my mind die or run the fuck away <laughs> like it, it just and it, there were times where i was like oh, fucking a this sucks and, but it did add to that level of like you gotta manage your equipment mm-hmm. yeah I hated the fact that I just picked up so much good equipment that, like, I felt like I was wasting it. Well, yeah. Because I had, like, I... did you ever get the Kuroke seeds? Yeah. So you start off with, like, 10 weapon slots, 10 shield yeah, slots, it's... something like that. With the Kuroke seeds, you can upgrade them. Mm-hmm. So by, like, the end of it, you have, like, 25. I don't know. It's something. It's ungodly. But yeah, but even then, like, I would be completely full up and be like, but there's this really nice sword, but like, there's, I I have so many of these different types of weapons, like fire weapons and ice weapons and shit like that, because like, they add different elemental attack things and I want to keep those. And then I have the guardian weapons that add like deal extra damage and shit to guardians. And like, there's nothing in my equipment that I want to get rid of so that I can pick up this. Mm hmm. But I don't really like the fact that I'm just leaving it. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> like, it, it was, that's, but that's after I got used to the weapon durability <laughs> issue. But yeah. Yeah, so. Next. Um, next, controlling the horse, riding around on the horse. That is a fun mechanic. I'm always down for when you can have a riding companion you know, some sort of vehicle or horse or transportation that you can call your own controlling it a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Like you've got little stamina bursts, but the horse doesn't always like take off right away. It doesn't stop right away. Like I found myself running in circles a lot because I was like, you're still going forward and I don't want to go anywhere and I can't get you to stop. Like it just seemed like it wasn't as tight of controls as I was hoping for. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like th these are all thing issues so far that I, I agree with you on there. They are issues in my mind in the game. It really feels like they took the horse mechanics from Ocarina of Time, <laughs> which is that was there's a there's a, a part in Ocarina of Time where you have a horse race mm -hmm. and you're riding Epona and you have to race the, the two owners of the ranch or whatever. And if you beat them, they get pissed off and lock you in the ranch. Huh, okay. And the way that you escape is you basically jump over one of the walls with Epona. Mm -hmm. But controlling her is pretty difficult because she she starts off walking and then goes into a gal or a trot and then goes into a gallop. And you get little short bursts of stamina as you, you run around. And then stopping her is basically she goes into a gallop to a trot yeah. to a walk to a stop and that's kind of how it felt in this game yeah it just, and it it, was, yeah there, i wish there was a like i pull back on the reins and even if it was just she reared up or whatever mm -hmm. but she stayed in the same place if there is i never found it <laughs> <laughs> like but yeah i ended up doing the same thing where i wanted to stop here so then i would be like circling yeah until she stopped and then i would dismount and, and but i didn't ride my horse a whole lot because of that <laughs> yeah i just uh it just was I'm not terrible about riding horses in games i just realized that i was thinking of like ghost of tsushima where i said yeah i didn't ride my I horse a lot because i just was running i was just ride. running to the next place <laughs> and in this game i went fuck i did the exact same thing i just <laughs> ran to the next place yeah i just i don't know and um there were a lot of a lot of little issues like that yeah like um the stamina Mm -hmm. you're climbing up a surface you get halfway up that surface and your stamina's out <laughs> i'm like are you fucking kidding me yeah but i can wear these pants shirt and bandana that increase my ability to climb and lower the depletion of my stamina what <laughs> i i like what the fact that like stamina for climbing rocks okay stamina for swimming and then i drown if i'm still in the water and i'm swimming and i run out of stamina that's a dick move i think yeah because there's like there's no so here's the thing right if you're trying to skirt around an area and you want to try to climb over a mountain yeah like you should have some sort of negative force on you like a stamina meter. So you can't just run up and over the mountain and skip half of the content that you're supposed to. Like if you want to try to do that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I didn't see any place in my playthrough where you could like cheat by swimming theoretically forever. Right. There are a couple of islands that you have to swim to mm -hmm. or they're like my favorite one is I found a boat and I took one of the giant like palm fronds yeah and I use that to push the gust of wind and push my boat across the river or the the little bay oh yeah I mean but it's throw, to physics, get... throw, throw physics out the window a little <laughs> But I'm fucking Link. Yeah, like, I know. That's why I throw it out the window. My dick is hung. We discussed this. <laughs> you might as well just use it as an oar. You just flop it out. <laughs> Dunk it in the water. <laughs> Skirt <laughs> it. I can't. Oh, man. But, like, 
So to get to those islands, there are stuff on those islands and everything like that. Mm -hmm. If I could swim unlimitedly, there is no reason for me to think of a different way to try and get to those islands. So why not put up a different sort of blockade? Like some of the shrines have the barbed wire around it. If you don't want me swimming to that island, put up barbed wire. So I have to do something like coming from the top or I have to take a boat because the boat is what gets me the height that I can jump over the spikes or something like that. Sure. But like at the same time, I see a stamina mechanic being reasonable mm -hmm. because as a person, I cannot swim in between here and Europe. Right. But but according to your logic, you can create a raft out of logs, get a giant palm leaf and use that to create the wind to push the boat that you are standing on, because that's OK, because that happens in game. Technically, yes, I could. <laughs> it would take a lot of force, but yes, I could because I am pushing wind into the sail to right. then push the craft. But if we're going to go one for one on mechanics, yes, right. You as a person do not have the stamina to swim across the Atlantic Ocean. But I, 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 I don't wave a pop you, you open this door. I'm walking into it. <laughs> and I'm going to fight you on it because I'm stubborn as fuck. <laughs> so in real life, you can't swim the Atlantic Ocean. Just right. like Link can't swim indefinitely. Yes. Okay. But Link can get on a boat and use a palm leaf. Yes. One single palm leaf. Yes. In his own hand. Yes. To to move it up and down fanning it like he's a fat guy on a couch being fed a bowl of grapes yeah and fan the air into the sail to push the boat that you are standing on yes you think you could do that in real life yes i will give you a million dollars if you do it and i am believing that on the episode as proof i will give you a million dollars if you can do that okay during the summer okay we're gonna build a boat okay <laughs> no there's no we you are doing this I need help and it, building the boat. It's going it, to be. It's going it's to be. Got to be out of logs. It's going to be five logs across. Okay. One log straight up. Yeah. A little piece of wood or a little piece of cloth for a sail. Yeah. And then I'm going to go down to Florida, grab a palm leaf off of a tree, meet you. We, with, don't, we don't need to go to Florida. There's some in California. I guess that's true. There's there's palm trees in in yeah in Las Arizona. Vegas. Yeah, there's everywhere. Las Vegas. Yeah. There's closer places. <laughs> I'm going to get you one, and then I'm going to wait. A three months and see if you show up in England. I, oh, I have to do it all the way across the Atlantic. The entire way. Because that is what happens in this game. That's how you navigate with a boat. You use the little thing to push air. Yeah, but you're not, you're not going across the Atlantic. It would be like going across the lake. You're not. Can you swim across the lake? You're not swimming across the lake. You're but that's, that's kind of what you are. No. The, the diameters of the game. Yes. In the map to get to those islands, it would be like the equivalent of swimming across the lake. I used in the, the Atlantic as an exaggeration uh, because there's okay. the stamina aspect involved. I can't swim across the lake. I could swim across the lake. How can you swim across the lake? You do a back float and you just do You just do a back paddle. That is how you could swim across a lake. So the next thing that I don't like. <laughs> Link can't swim. <laughs> Look, I, he's doing the doggy paddle, man. Like <laughs> do the doggy paddle across the lake. Tell me if you make it. Okay. All right. That'll probably be much more difficult. I, I don't know. I understand a stamina mechanic in the game, though. Absolutely. And presenting alternate solutions to, to doing this. Makes perfect sense. Um, 
Is it a pain in the ass? Absolutely. Is there a workaround around it? Absolutely. Because guess what? In the middle of my swim, I can eat an apple. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I can, and it regenerates my stamina, and I keep swimming. And I did that a lot. Like when you're doing your glider, mm-hmm. which that one, that one baffles me a little bit. Gli- I, I, I will like glider stamina. Yeah, the glider stamina. Well, because like, you're hanging on, it's like you're just doing like an extensive pull up hanging thing i guess but i why wouldn't you just build some sort of contraption that you could just put your hands in and then like rest that way you're not exerting anything and you're basically just hanging on to the glider you mean like a hang glider no not even a hang glider like like just put loops and you put your hands through the loops and then you just hang there and the loops are on your wrists and then you just hang because there. your body weights put too much pressure on your shoulders and elbow joints oh please link weighs what like 20 pounds soaking wet the man is a twig 150 he's it's all muscle <laughs> i will defend this man tooth that's fine and nail. that's fine and I, but like no i but like you're gliding along you have glider stamina and mm-hmm. to keep gliding i would just eat an apple yeah eat an apple eat an apple until i got to where i needed to go and i'm like and there are so like me lighting grass on fire creates an updraft mm-hmm. that i can then jump and use my glider to launch me in the air and glide that's that that's how lift works warm air rises that's how birds do it they gl- I, I get that yeah. but no <laughs> I, hey hey man i don't want to defend this game any more than i have to but like but at the same time this is the first zelda game where they've actually applied some sort of physics mechanics to it don't get me wrong right i mean maybe i should have led with that i guess i kind of buried the lead a little bit but I give them all of the props and all of the kudos for trying something new and doing something different with Zelda, the Zelda series and taking it in a great new direction. I thought yeah. it was a great move. There just was like, it just seemed like every five steps I took, I stepped on a rake and it hit me in the face. Boom. We're going to constantly remind you of the backstory. Boom. We're not going to explain anything to you. Boom. The weapons are stupid. Boom. The horse riding is stupid. Like I just kept getting Boom, beaten you down. You can't climb this fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And I don't know. Like I didn't feel that way because I looked at it as, well, if I can't do it this way, what's the next way? Mm. And instead of like a classic Zelda game, where there was only one correct way to do something. Yeah. I did feel like I had a bunch more options in doing it. And, oh. and the the exploration and, and, and attempt to do that was really fun for me. Like, the good outweighed the bad. Like, I loved exploring this world. I loved seeing the different regions and find all these little nooks and crannies and little hidden things mm-hmm. and little hidden lore throughout it and and, seeing the dragons fly through the sky Mm -hmm. like holy fuck i was like oh god you're my i love you (laughs) and like and then to be on top of that with like your crafting material right like did you ever get to the great fairy fountains oh yeah yeah when you befriend them they tell you hey i can upgrade your gear get me this shit Mm mm-hmm well, eventually you get to a point where you need shit from the dragons. Mm-hmm. So then you start firing at the dragons and they're, they're so big that they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like shit just falls off them. And then you have to go and find what fell off them and pick it up. And you know, and then be like, fuck, it's another dragon scale. And I needed a tooth or a piece of a claw. Let's do this again. <clears throat> Speaking of stuff falling down, 
shooting stars. Yeah. Why is there no marker on my map for a shooting star? I don't know. Like, if it's so important that I find these things, why why can't I? Why can't it show up as a marker on my map? I, I wish it would. Yeah, like that doesn't I, I make do. any sense to me. And that's it. There's like that's my big problem with it. To me, is there's a bunch of little things. Yeah, like that, like the weapons durability, like the stamina, like the like the map isn't really that great at directing you either. Mm-hmm. And, and those little things, I'm kind of like, Ugh. but then. I get into a combat situation and like I have fun with the perfectly timed dodge and me just fucking shit mm. up and I have fun with the archery and I have fun with the exploration and I have fun with the puzzles inside of the divine beasts and that I was gonna say shrines were a lot of fun like yeah. figuring out the shrines because Zelda's most notorious for the dungeons yep and in this you don't have dungeons you have the shrines well you have the divine beasts well yeah too. but I don't kind of really I don't I don't count they're the most dungeon-esque dungeon. thing that you have yeah because even the shrines aren't even really dungeons it's it's puzzles they're it's puzzle well rooms. that's just it right the dun the dungeons had puzzles yeah and like the shrines have puzzles so that's why i kind of connect correlate those two whereas yeah whereas the divine beasts was more of like this is an area that you have to clear of all of the bad stuff and you have to figure out how to do it because there's puzzles in it yeah but uh, anyway either either here nor there i do see your point though to make it valid like yes you are right i can see calling the divine beasts a dungeon but the shrines were i had a lot of fun yeah you know um i did have fun just riding around yeah. you know and i had fun going and talking to some of the kookier characters oh i loved exploring the runes i loved like there's um <clears throat> i don't know if you got to it there's in the i would say northeastern part of the map mm-hmm. there is a little bridge to this little just pillar island thing and you start building a town on it. You mm. start the you start helping these people build a town on it, and you can fully build out the town. And that's actually how you get the Hyrulean shield, mm. which is the only shield in the game that doesn't break. It's like the Master Sword; it has a durability and then a cooldown. Yeah. Um, or no, I'm sorry. If it does break, you can always go back and get it. Oh, okay. From there, or something like that. Like it's one of those where you can always have it. It's the best shield. You know, it goes along with the class, the Master Sword, the Master Sword, and the Hyrulean Shield. Those are the that's the iconic gear. Yeah, and you can you can easily replace it, but you have to build up that island and everything. I had fun doing that. There's, um, I had fun collecting the different outfits, which I am not normally a cosmetic outfit type of guy, but mm. like, I had fun doing that. I I had a lot of fun in this game that the fun outweighed the annoyances that I experienced in other things. And then when I started finding workarounds, like, oh, fuck. I ran to this location, but because the map's not very good, in order for me to get up to this shrine that's a thousand feet up into the air, I can either literally run all the way back out and around and come in from the complete opposite direction, which it looks like I have to go all the way up here through this, do this, right. do this, There's, snake yeah. all the way through this. Or I can climb this fucking mountain. Mm. I'm climbing the mountain. Oh, yeah. And I'm eating apples. <laughs> and I just keep climbing. <laughs> and as my stamina got low, I ate another apple. 
kept climbing, ate another apple, kept climbing, ate another apple. And like, it was a pain in the ass. And I always hated like the rain. Mm. Did you ever climb in the rain? No, because you can't climb in the rain because you take two steps and then you slide, slide 12. All the way back. Yeah. Down. yeah. <laughs> like that would really suck. I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing. It starts raining and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Which again annoys me because it's like, why are you they putting in mechanics in this game to make it less fun? If the fun I have is I want to climb this mountain, why have a mechanic for it to start raining and then I slide down? And make it more difficult. Yeah, like, why? It's already hard enough that I have to climb this mountain with your stamina meter. And I agree with you there. I, like, I think they added too much. A little too much? Yeah. Like, um, when you go into the Rito, did you ever go to visit the Rito? No. I only, I, I made there, it to the Zora. Uh-huh. And that was and I was like, I'm gonna go and do the Divine Beast, and then I stopped playing. Okay. So in the Rito and the Goron places, you have extreme temperatures. Mm-hmm. The Rito is extreme cold, the Goron is extreme heat. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that affects you. Mm-hmm. It like it it starts hurting you, it, it starts hindering your stamina, all of that stuff. And you get outfits that then fight that off. Yeah. There's, you get one from the old guy. Yeah. And it helps. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And it adds a different thing and it kind of limits your ability to do something until you get something else, which I, I don't mind at all. No. But at the same time, I'm like, but why? Yeah. The mechanic is in there, but which is fine because you can you can work with it. But, but why, why does it have to be even be in there at all? Yeah, and that's that's where I had the problem. It was I just felt like we could, so we can, so we did. Yeah, and that that was it. <laughs> like that that was the only reasoning behind it. So when you ask me these questions of like, why didn't they do this? I'm like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I was not in the room when they said, "Hey, let's do this," because I would be that one guy that goes, "Wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> As a Zelda fan and a game player, that would fucking piss me off. Yeah, well, like, I just think about it in other things, right? You, so, you like The Witcher, right? Yeah. Witcher items have durability, Take right? Take a drink. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Witcher items have durability, if I remember correctly. No. No? No. Nope. Oh, I'm thinking of Diablo. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, so, let's just say you're playing The Witcher. Okay. Let's say your sword breaks. Yeah. Would you like that mechanic? No. Then why does it have to be in Zelda? I but I don't like the mechanic in Zelda either. I know, but I'm just uh, that's like that's like I'm just using that to No, I and I understand that. I like but there like and there are mechanics where my durability runs low mm-hmm. and the effectiveness of my weapon is gone. Like I I make it really nerdy. I deal 100 points of damage with durability on the weapon. Mm-hmm. Durability runs out. I deal five points of damage with yeah. the weapon. And that even pisses me off because it's like, fucking A, now I got to go and spend money to fix the durability mm-hmm. of this sword and everything like that. In this one, it just basically went, yeah, you don't get it anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Your sword, your sword ran out of durability. It now shatters in your ha- hand mid-fight, by the way. Yeah, which could happen. And it like... I. I I don't know. Like, and I thought long and hard when this game first came out of like, why would you do this? Mm. Does it add a sense of realism? Yes. Swords break. When you're fighting with them in heavy combat like that, swords break. They get dull. They lose their effectiveness and they become brittle and they break. 
like swords breaking are not an uncommon thing in history. Yes, but in history, we didn't have to go to some weird mystical plant water creature, throw it in there to have it get repaired. We could take it to a blacksmith and pay them to fix it. Why can't we do that in this game? Yeah, they would just basically make you a new sword. Well, if you're like your sword's dull, they're not going to make you a no, new sword. They're, they're just going to sharpen it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if your sword breaks, yes, then yeah. you're then yeah. you need a new sword. Yeah. But yeah. no, like no, and I I get that. Yeah. And I understand and I just I didn't understand it with them and I still don't. Yeah. But I don't think that along with the the, the plethora of minor other things mm. took away from a lot of the fun that I had in the game. Like, I had fun overcoming the challenges inside the shrine and out. There would be locations that I would come to that were swarmed with enemies. And what I wanted was in the middle of them. Yeah. Okay, let me figure out how I do this. Mm -hmm. Do I do the direct approach and just fucking slaughter everything like a badass? Do I do the stealthy approach and try and take them out silently? Do I just sneak in there like a fucking ninja and yoink it out from underneath (laughs) them and not touch a single one? Like those availabilities and options that was fun for me Mm -hmm. um i i loved exploring the world i thought it was so interesting how they built and designed this world it's very pretty i give you that yeah it is a very pretty game it i just i was obsessed with it yeah like oh my god here's this rune have i explored this room nope it doesn't look familiar let's get down into this Mm -hmm. let me see every fucking nook and cranny of it let me see if there's lore in it because you would find random books lying around and you could read about certain histories and stuff like that and i was like oh my god there are aspects of this zelda game that weren't in other ones that i'm like holy fuck like i love this mm-hmm. like there are other games like um, fallout and and elder scrolls all those games reading the lore and finding out what the fuck happened going into these mysterious vaults other vaults that you find and find out this was the experiment that they took place in that mm-hmm. in that vault like i love that yeah, shit yeah me too and I found that stuff in this game and like it was, but it took dicking around yeah, running around and exploring all these crap that realistically like side quests, main story, whatever didn't really take you to, mm-hmm. you know, um, there were finding different horses. There is a horse that is like double the size of any other horse in the game. He is fucking massive. None of your normal bridles fit him because he is fucking huge. That's just it. Mm -hmm. But like you have to go into this valley filled with lions um, and basically either kill them all or sneak past them or whatever to find and tame this horse at the end of it and then get the fuck out without the horse dying. (laughs) Like, and it was like, holy fuck, this is wow. That you know and like there was a whole storyline quest about finding the princess's horse Mm. that you know has had children and it's still like the princess's horse because it's the only pure white horse in all of the game and it's stupid (laughs) but i loved it yeah i loved it i loved going to the different villages and, and finding out things there and doing things there like I love the fact that they kept up with the whole gimmick of to get into the Gerudo village, you have to be a woman. So what does Link do? He looks like a woman. (laughs) And he gets in. And as soon as he's discovered to be a male, it like shit hits the fan and like all all that little stuff. And it was just little throwbacks to other games Mm -hmm. 
and, and I liked it. I liked the like little hidden gems of this game, that game, whatever, right? Um, like in it, in one of the DLCs, they give you um, like the Kuroke mask, mm-hmm. so you can see where all the Kuroke seeds are, right? Or see where a Kuroke seed is, or whatever. I never used it. I, I yeah, but like. It kind of was like, oh, look, I'm wearing a mask again. How many times did I fucking do this in, or uh, you know, Ocarina or Majora's Mask? Majora's Mask. Yeah, and like that kind of shit. I, I just, I, I appreciated that small stuff, and I'm not saying that you didn't. I just, I looked at that and went, I'll deal with my sword breaking. And and I honestly, I wish I could have gotten to that point. Like I would have been okay if I, if I hadn't if I didn't feel like I had stepped on so many rakes of things that were just an annoyance to me, I so early on, I wish I could have gotten to that point because like you're saying, right? Like if I had gotten my hooks in this, like in the story because I didn't know what was going on and there was this big mystery I had to unravel, I would have been able to deal with, the fact that my weapons broke, right? I spent 30 minutes trying to figure out how to cook. My girlfriend had to come and tell me how to do it. I could have been okay with that if I was like, cool, I just need to figure this out because I want to keep going and I want to figure out the mystery. Yeah. You know, like I never got to a point where I cared about what was happening next. Yeah. And I understand that people like you love it and I'm so glad that you do. I'm yeah. so glad that you love it. But like, I guess in final thoughts, like my opinion is that like... I don't know. Like to me, it seems like there's a lot of eggshells on this game. And if you want to walk it, just be aware that there may be some stuff that annoys you before you can really get, get deep into the game and, and, and want to keep going with it. But if you slog through that and there's a clearly a great enjoyable game that, that plenty of people have loved. So yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty of people in this world that are like, because it feels like the overwhelming majority love this game, mm-hmm. they don't come out directly and say, I fucking hated it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I know I'm on an island. <laughs> yeah, but there are. There are a lot of people who are like, I didn't like this game and I don't understand why people did. But I'm, I've been there. I didn't like Wind Waker and I don't understand people who did. Yeah. I, I just, I don't. I don't. I don't know the appeal behind it. Um... Like that puts me on that island of the underwhelming, you know, minority that's kind of like, yeah, I was one of those guys that played it and went, meh. That's kind of where you're at in this. But but I get the context, though. I I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And I don't fault those people because, God, like, yeah, I, I think if it wasn't for the fact that it was a brand new system, brand new game. There, what I had Just Dance and um, God, there was one other game that came out with the Switch at the time. Like there was only three games that uh, came out at the launch of the Switch. I don't remember. This was one of them. Yeah, and this was the only one I could afford to buy at the time. So this was it. So I think that pushed me along too. Was I wanted to play the Switch and I wanted to play this brand new system and I wanted to play this brand new game and enjoy the new system and. I kind of hated it, but because that was all that I had. Stockholm Syndrome, you fell in love with it? <laughs> yeah, I basically, I pushed my way through it until I found that that beauty. Under yeah. It, that, that, yeah, you have this. You have the stamina. You have, 
you you have the terrible horse riding you have the weapon breakage you have the no leadership in it whatsoever which for me is really really fucking hard in a game like if you're not going to tell me what to do i don't know what to do and i've lost interest Mm -hmm. in you but for this it was like well i'll start talking to people did you hear about the calamity <laughs> like and i'll i'll start exploring and i'll tell you the first divine beast i think I, which was the zora one but i was like i love the zora i think they're very interesting but i've always been passionate about water mm-hmm. like i if reincarnation exists i would be reincarnated as a fish yeah like I, I just I love it. I, I love swimming and all of that. So like, I like the Zora people, and so I went there, and then it was like, hey, let's let's fix this divine beast, shall we? And I was like, oh, that sounds important. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> that's a that's a thing. And um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I would have gotten there if it wasn't for those aspects. If mm. I were playing it back in October, I don't know if I would have been like, well. There's this other game <laughs> where my sword doesn't break and I don't have to worry about climbing shit because they didn't put in a climbing mechanic <laughs> and um, this fucking community that doesn't pound in my head this tragic event. Yeah. All right, let's go play that. <laughs> but like, but to build upon that, at the time of recording, they came out with another game, mm. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. It takes place the hundred years before this game. And like, as I'm playing through that, there's a part of me that goes, you know what? If they came out with these in reverse, I think a lot more people would like it. That would have been pretty interesting. I'd have been smart too. Because like, well, so this one, it's different. It's not, there was a previous Hyrule Warriors game and it's very much like Dynasty Warriors, mm-hmm. where you're put in a battlefield map, you're given certain goals, and you just go through waves of enemies. You're you're just working your way through the map, slaughtering hundreds of thousands of enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just killing them all. A, a, a basic Y for medium attack, um, or X for medium attack, Y for strong attack type deal, and... You've got a couple of special moves at the end of your combo and and stuff like that. Like, if you've ever played a Dynasty Warriors game, this is it in the Zelda universe. Yeah. Like, like it's their exact same type feel, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it goes through the calamity and what's going on around that time and the gathering of the four champions and everything like that. And without giving too much away there's a couple of twists in it and everything, but I think it would have made me go personally where like, there's even a part of me where I'm like, man, I should go back and play breath of the wild Mm -hmm. because I want to see one, the differences and two, like how certain things are and like, Oh, I'm at this landmark. Like I remember being in this landmark in the game. Mm -hmm. How do they look visually different? And are they the same? And are the rooms layout the same? And all all this stuff. Like, how similar did they build these? And and stuff like that, right? And, but like, I think it would have drawn you further into Breath of the Wild. But at the same time, like, it it would be hard to do. But like, there's a part of me that says, play Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And then look at Breath of the Wild and go, 
am I curious about it now? And literally, if, if this was one of those games where you're like, I hate this, 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 I hate this. Mm-hmm. You're still going to hate those things. But that mystery may now be enough to make you go, but now I want to know what happened. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. All right. That'll about wrap it up for us. Um, again, go check us out on our Podbean page. Also, hit us up on our Facebook, Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. We are active. We will respond. We want to hear your guys' comments. We want you guys' thoughts and opinions on stuff. Reach out to us. Hit us up. Let us know. Um, more on Hyrule Warriors. Spoiler warning for next week. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, Game, game On. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from no tokens required.